You're listening to Beyond Synth, the best synthwave chat show there is. Hey there, welcome to the show. This is Beyond Synth, episode 339. And of course, we got some awesome music to listen to today. I am here with Marco. Hey guys, how you doing? And of course, today, we are joined by another awesome patron and Beyond Synth helper. So if you people have been paying attention, if you are part of the $25 club and you want to join Marco and I for an episode, that's now one of the rewards. But we are joined today by a Mr. Christian Quello. Hey, how are you? How's it going, man? Yeah, really good, really good. So I should say that uh, uh, Christian's a cool guy who helps out with the podcast and uh, helps me write uh, episode descriptions and does uh, the artist links now. Mm. You know, whenever we do these playlist episodes, I send him a screenshot of my uh, playlist and iMusic (laughs) and then he uh, figures out all this stuff and it's incredibly helpful. And thank you for the help. Thanks for all your help, Christian, and welcome to the show, mate. Yeah, that's all right. Thank you very much. No, it's great. It's great to help out and I, uh, yeah, I'm really happy to contribute something to your show. It's, uh, It's lots of fun that I have doing that and um, it's like a 1400 entries in the <laughs> in that spreadsheet that's <laughs> crazy yeah it's a little ridiculous <laughs> but it's like, I mean it is useful like I do mm. you know whenever I'm going for artist links and stuff like I do go back there and of course the irony is a lot of them are out of date Ethan technically went through it and started like filtering through them. There's so many artists who, if they started making music like several years ago, they like removed their Facebook and their Twitter. And like, there's so many when I go through the links now and like everything is broken except like just SoundCloud and Bandcamp. Yeah, I never thought SoundCloud would last so bloody long, but here we are, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I guess because it's the only one that isn't like offensive to people because it is just music. Yeah. So whenever people bail on social media, like the Facebook and Twitter go immediately. Yeah. I'm sure they're mentally healthier for it, though, so, you know, good for them. Well, you still get some wackos on SoundCloud, that's for sure. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. (laughs) That is true. Anyway, that's a a tale for another time. (laughs) So where are you from exactly, Christian? Uh, Queensland or something? No, 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 I'm in Sydney. Oh, Sydney, I think you said that. All right, Sydney, cool, cool. Yeah, how about you? So you're in New York now, right? I'm in New York now, yeah, I moved over in 2008. I used to be Perth. Right, right. Been to Sydney many times. Pretty exciting city, yeah. Always Hmm. good for a holiday and shit. Yeah, there's always a lot happening here. Yeah, fucking oath. Um, (laughs) Cool. We're about to Sydney. So I'm in uh, Parramatta area at the moment. Oh, I know where that is. Nice. Mm. Nice. Yeah, really yeah. Good. So it's nice, uh, nice places to eat and stuff. Nice bit of a yeah, here, which yeah. Is good so many good mm. places to eat in Sydney. So many nice little fucking little areas too. Like um, I stayed in Manly one time, which is oh, nice, nice there as well. Yeah, I mean, yeah. there's so many little cultural hubs and shit. You know. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And everywhere's a little bit different. Yeah. Well, you know what else is good is uh, listening to cool <laughs> music. So uh, let's listen to a song. Good to me. And then we'll learn more about Christian. That's so good. I got a cool uh, track here from Mid. 
Midnight Fury to start the show, and it's brought to you by the awesome Beyond Synth supporters on Patreon, the kings of the Pattersons. These guys donate very generously to Beyond Synth, which makes them kings. We got the amazing Chris Dance, the spectacular Mike Shima, the cool Dennis LaFunk. And the enigmatic mystery donor? And this is Midnight Fury with Starion. We'll 
And that was Midnight Fury with the track Starion. And that was brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters. We're talking about Mike Erdahl with the 5666 and in the $50 Club. We're talking about Brandon Decke and Tim Carlton. And I'm here right now with Marco and Christian Quello. <laughs> I love the way you say Quello. <laughs> Am I actually pronouncing it correctly? Well, we say Quejo. It's Spanish. Quejo. Quejo, but well, is fine. Whoa, whoa, whoa. These, those L's are J's? Well, the double L, yeah, because my dad's um, from Uruguay in South America. Um, got a little bit of a different mm-hmm. accent, but yeah, in Spanish, usually the double L is either uh, like a, a Y sound, so it could be Cuello, but because of the area he's from and the accent and all that, we've, yeah, it's uh, Cuello. Cuello, cool. <laughs> well, does that mean I got to change this whole thing now? No, you don't have to. It's, it's all right. Well, oh, no, I hear, I hear the hesitation <laughs> in your voice. Did you hear that? <laughs> it's, it's, it's fine. I guess. It's, it's fine. <laughs> all right, so it's Cuello. Is that what you're saying? Cuello, like that? Yes. Yeah, so I said Cuello, yeah, Cuello, yeah. That, that, that's how we've said it in in Spanish. But like, you know, not everyone speaks Spanish. Like, yeah, I'm pretty flexible with that. We're pretty easy going in Australia, mate. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm. Uh, it's very important to me to to uh, pronounce things correctly. So from now on, uh, you will be known as Christian Cuello. No, I can't even do it right. Cuello. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. This. No, that was great. That okay. sounded really nice. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I appreciate that, though, because it's, it's not yeah. the, like, the sound is, like, sometimes not what you're used to making and stuff. And so, no, I appreciate, like, you know, the efforts. Um, it's nice. I appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> well, listen, let's get to know Christian here. So what's, uh, what do you do? At the moment, I'm a high school teacher, actually. I uh, oh, teach cool. English at a, at a high school. I've got classes from uh, year 7 all the way to year 11. So there's like teenagers, day in, day out. <laughs> and that's pretty fun. I hadn't been teaching for a while. I, I picked it back up after I finished some studies that I did a couple of years ago. Uh, research masters as well in ancient history. So I do a bit of like ancient history research and stuff. And I've uh, published a few articles here and there. And that's where my passion lies, I think. So I'm, I'm working on that on the side working on on getting into a phd next year actually i I make music too as well on on the other side on that third side (laughs) and i uh yeah do do a bunch of stuff just try to do as much as i can with my time i guess i'm a dad too i spend uh you know love spending time with my little boy and um, we play games and you know we dance around play just dance and stuff like that too so yeah there's lots of stuff Always something going on over there. You sound like a really busy guy. It makes me feel bad. <laughs> y- yesterday, I uh, walked the kids to school, and then I set my laptop up, and I was all ready to work. I sat on the couch, and I'm like, I got my laptop ready to edit the show, and then I closed my eyes and opened them again, and it was lunch. <laughs> <laughs> and here you are going to a PhD and Oof. all this other yeah, stuff, yeah. and I couldn't even <laughs> keep awake. Ah, It was rainy, though. It's been raining here for like five days. So Yeah, no, that, that yeah. doesn't make anything fun. <laughs> Well, how about this? Mm. I want to hear more about this ancient history stuff. Okay. But first, Marco, I want you to play me a song. Andy, you're the king of segues, mate, mm-hmm. I tell you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I had a lot of good music this week, Andy. I got a lot of uh, well-known artists that brought out albums and music, and then a lot of uh, new artists to the show. There's also a lot of instrumentals and um, vocal tracks, too, so it's pretty good stuff. 
But first up is uh, Miami Nights 1984. It's brought out a new album after, what, 10 years? We've all been waiting for this for a long time, and he's finally brought it out, and boy, has it delivered. There's a lot of tracks on there. It's so much variety. It's really good. A well-polished album, as you would expect. It is called Sentimental. It's available everywhere. I don't think it's on Spotify just yet, but I'm pretty sure it will be by the time uh, this show's on, you know, uploaded to SoundCloud and everything. So yeah, the album's Sentimental, and I've decided to uh, play the title track off the album. Perfect. And it is brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters. We're talking about Jacob Wick, my semi-sonic friend, Retro Serenade with a 4111, and Dinner Doug with a 3456. And uh, this is Miami Nights 1984 with Sentimental.
And that was Sentimental by Miami Nights 1984. He's back. That's all I know about that. Oh, that was brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters, Hugh Hefner with the 2666. And in the $25 Club, we got a star, a part, and Alex Seligson. And I am back here with Marco. And I am back here with Christian Cuejo. <laughs> Right? <laughs> I'm going to practice that every time until I get it correct. <laughs> All right. So look, man, ancient history. Hmm. What's that about? Yeah, yeah. I was really interested in ancient history in school, but didn't really get a, a chance to do it. And then this came about really quickly. Like I, I think it was about like early 30s. And I'm like, look, I, uh, I want to study some ancient history. I was just, you know, still left with that interest. You know what I mean? And, and, and it kind of happened a bit later in life. I didn't really plan for any of this, but I started studying just a sort of general uh, ancient history master's course and then ended up in this class about ancient coins and things just like really clicked there. I just sort of found my groove, I guess, with the sort of academic study area as well. So things like really took off after that. I got like a, a research fellowship after doing that, which meant that I could get paid for doing some research, which for me was like a massive Real surprise for me. It was a real blessing. Um, and it was just one of those things that it sort of told me I was on the kind of right track. You know what I mean? Like you kind of put all the hard work in and then all of a sudden it's like actually the, didn't even know you could get a research fellowship or anything like that. And so that came my way and then took that a little bit further. I came across, uh, this is like the really cool kind of like artifacts and stuff. So they got like these big vaults with like, you know, masses of coins in there from like thousands of years ago, any part of the world. I'm at the university that I'm studying at. So I got to work on all these projects, looking at like ancient Greek coins, ancient Roman coins. The supervisor there was saying like, you know, well, what sort of area you're interested in? And I told him a little bit about my interests about like Spain in this kind of like early medieval period. He's like, well, you know what? I've actually got some coins here that have just kind of been left here and no one's really worked on. Do you want to work on them? And then that all kind of turned into a whole another project. And then I um, progressed with that going into a, a research master's, published a few articles on, on some of these things, traveled to conferences and stuff in France and went to New York as well, which was like just a real dream come true. I don't know. I, look, I, I, it's just, it's great. So... The pyramids were created by aliens, correct? Of course, yeah. Everybody okay. knows that. Do they teach you that at the <laughs> is that part of the deal? Like the coins, if you line up all those ancient <laughs> coins, it like makes a map to like the Exactly the power orb that powers the spaceship. <laughs> That's right, it just all goes click and then all these like <laughs> see bricks start shifting around and so, yeah, yeah, yeah. All that stuff. That's it's all true. It's all true. Oh, that's awesome. Well, listen, this, uh, this yeah. all sounds very interesting to me. You know, every week, Marco and I just talk about these weird movies we watch with like, these 80s films with ladies' boobs and stuff. And so if I have a, a learned professor here who, uh, who, you know, who's doing all this research stuff, that might be a little bit more interesting for my audience than uh, oh, sure. whether or not the horror movie we watched last weekend had boobs in it. It did, by the way. <laughs> so let's listen to a song. I got a cool one here from Adieu Aru, uh, a French artist who made makes uh, awesome music and uh, and this is a cool song it's brought to you by my awesome patreon supporters in the 25 dollar club like mr blake peterson and cargo cult luo and johnny five and this is adieu aru with autrefois fuck that's hard to say <laughs> i'm glad you're pronouncing that mate because there's no fucking way i could <laughs> sounded beautiful what are you talking about <laughs>
And that was Autrefois by Adieu Aru. Uh, they make awesome music, and uh, go check them out. And that was brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters in the $25 Club. We're talking about Joseph Richards and Ken Giroux and Neverman. And I'm back here with Marco. I'm back here with Christian Cuello. And we're talking about medieval <laughs> Spain. We're talking about publishing articles. We're talking about weird vaults underneath universities that have fucking coins in them. Yeah, yeah. Where are the vaults at? Oh, uh, well, it's uh, it's above ground. Ooh. Can you have an above ground vault? Yeah, it's, uh, well, there's, there was two, actually. They've only just recently built um, a new facility for it. But the, the original one, they had to lower a vault with this massive crane in through the ceiling because the, the vault was on the top floor. I always thought, like, part of the definition of vault was, like, that it was underground. Like, that's part of the deal with a vault. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, it would kind of make sense, right? Actually, hold on. Are bank vaults under the bank? Yeah, they don't they have in the, to be. I mean, in the dark night, it looked like it was all on the same floor. Exactly, so... Hmm. Hmm. So then what's the definition of vault? Just an enclosed zone? <laughs> I'm looking it up, Andy. Thanks. It has to have one of those big wheels at the front. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. I don't know why I always. I, I had a friend whose family business was making vaults for the coffins, oh. like when people die. And there's like these cement vaults that kind of go into the ground first, and then the coffin goes inside the cement vault. Ooh. And those vaults were underground yeah. because they were not building mausoleums. So a roof in the form of an arch or a series of arches typical of churches and other large formal buildings and then also it says a large room or chamber used for storage especially an underground one so there you go ah so especially but not necessarily mm. Mm. that's right okay well maybe it's just a safe yeah I think (laughs) I'd like to keep talking about this for another hour if possible. (laughs) We always fixate on some fucking weird shit. (laughs) Well, you know, whenever we go into these things, I mean, like, you know, when I go into interviews, I half the time don't even know the person's name I'm about to talk to. And uh, whenever Marco and I go to record and we have like a guest join us, and Marco's like, so who's who's on the show? And like, I barely give him any information. (laughs) Like, just none, really. Just, I'm like, just wing it. It'll be fine <laughs> people who listen to beyond synth are cool uh, yeah like it's nice like, it's, it's such a nice show like especially the conversation and stuff like i'm like usually driving like i work about an hour away from home so like in the mornings i'm like usually listening to it and it's just it's uh it's so much fun you just like kind of listening in on the the conversation and just having a laugh as well it's it's good it works whatever you're doing it works <laughs> i'd like to be able to do that because i'm learning to drive right now all right oh you are but since i'm I'm 40. It's really difficult because nothing's second nature to me. So I'm just like overanalyzing everything. Mm. And so I want to get to that point where I can, you know, drive around with music playing and people talking and stuff, but I can't because yeah. I never drove. Like, I mean, I literally never did, but I got to learn now. Well, it's never too late. I really wish I learned to drive now when I was like 16 because mm. like now it's like every time I turn a corner like I literally like put the brakes on and stop pretty much because I'm just like so paranoid because in video games I'm always flipping the cars <laughs> I'm gonna fucking fail the test so bad <laughs> <laughs> nah you'll be alright mate I haven't had any time to practice yeah you'll be fun I probably will fail the first one because I literally haven't had any practice like I think when the ladies just like oh we can book you you know for like next month and I'm like sure and then at that point I, I literally agreed to do the drive test and at that point I had not driven basically in my life 
when I agreed and I'm like, so I've got about a month to learn how to drive and like I've done no practicing. So I'm probably going to like two or three days before the test. Hopefully I'm just going to be able to just go and just drive for several hours and just try and get better at it. Mm. I don't plan on doing any crazy like highway driving. This is literally just so I can get groceries. So my wife doesn't always have to be the one driving. Mm. So you can get Wendy's too. Yes. Oh, fucking right. (laughs) Fucking right. Anyway, okay, listen, Marco, uh, play me a song, man. All right, I'll play a good song. We've got a nice vocal track here released on Girlfriend Records. The artist is called Zodiac. Um, it's nice, I don't know, upbeat kind of industrial sound to this track, but definitely got an 80s vibe. The song's called Across the Wall. Awesome. And uh, it's brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters in the $25 club, like Mr. Restless Nights and Robot Conglomerate. And uh, check it out, man. This is Zodiac with Across the Wall.
And that was Zodiac with Across the Wall. And uh, that's a cool song brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters in the $25 Club, like Sir Micathy and Waylon Kesky Geospatial. And I'm back here with Marco and Christian Cuejo. And we are talking about one-hour commutes <laughs> and research fellowships and... Uh, and Wendy's. Yeah. I think there was a mention of Wendy's there. Yeah, there was. A, we talked about Wendy's, too, and I got to get my <laughs> license. Marco, what have you been up to since I last talked to you? Uh, not a lot. I got some spasms in my ass, so that's kind of been bugging <laughs> me a little. But no, other than that... Uh, For real? What? For real, or are you being silly? Yeah, I have. I just thought it'd be funny though, to make a joke about it. But uh, no, Wait, it's no, a little What does now. that mean? Are we talking like the cheeks? What's happening? Well, kind of the lower back cheek area, yeah. I had it today pretty bad. We're at the vets, and all of a sudden, they just they got these shitty chairs in the room, like these mm. plastic fold-out chairs, and suddenly just started. And I'm trying to be like, he's giving us this diagnosis, and I'm trying to concentrate. You know when you're like, you just, like, man, I just can't even fucking concentrate right now. Yeah. But luckily, by the time I got home, my, my wife, my lovely wife, massaged the hell out of my ass, and that kind of fixed <laughs> it. But, <laughs> no, you, she did. I mean, you got she got the elbow right in there, you know. And so now it's better. So I thank God for that. But uh, other than that, I've been playing a bit of Stray. And uh, how is it? Yeah, it's really good. I love that game. Okay, cool. And also, I'm amped up for October. We're gonna we do this every year, Andy. I'm pretty sure I talked about it on the show before. We do uh, one horror movie a night for the month of October. You know, some days you do miss, but then days off we'll watch two to make up for it. And then we have like. It's actually really cool, because we get to watch a lot of shit you didn't really get around to watching. Is the goal, though, to watch ones you haven't seen, or do you pepper it with uh, classics? It doesn't matter. Sometimes we watch old ones that I haven't seen in a while. So there is some, or there'll be ones like my wife hasn't seen and I've seen, or vice versa. And she's like, oh, you haven't seen this? you got to see this, you know? So shit like that, yeah. Okay, cool, man. Well, maybe I'll... You ain't going to do it. (laughs) You're not going to do it. Come on. Well, I wouldn't mind trying out Stray, though. So, officially, since the last episode, because remember I was going off about paying fucking Xbox Game Pass and only playing uh, uh, Zuma. So, yeah. I've canceled all of my things. Oh, you have? Well, yeah. I mean, it, it makes no difference, because I'll sign back up to Game Pass once Starfield comes out. Mm-hmm. And so, like, you know, I'll be back there. And I think what I'm going to do is I might either just buy Zuma, because it's $4. Right. Or... I'm just going to go back to my cyberpunk game for a while because I do want to play Stray. Mm. And the thing with the PlayStation thing is it's a yearly fee. Yeah. So I canceled it, but technically it still goes till like February. Yeah. So, it, you know, by the time February rolls around, I might just re-up it anyways just because something cool came out that month and I want to play online or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, Stray's a really good game. And it's not just a novelty. Like, you know, like you go, oh, it's about cats. So cool, you know. But it actually is a really good game. Like, visually, it's stunning and... The sound is amazing, and it's actually, you know, when you first start playing, going, what, am I just going to be walking around? But no, there's a lot of puzzles and really cool shit. It's it's really well done game, yeah. It's definitely worth playing, even if you're not a cat lover. <laughs> I want to play it, but I'm waiting till it's Cheaper? like a $15 yeah, game yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, no, fair enough, fair enough. But I don't think it's a full price game anyway. I think we only pay 29 or something for it. And I don't think the game's overly long either, which, which is good. Sometimes you don't want to play a fucking... 30-hour yeah. game, you know. Sometimes it's nice just to play something a little shorter. The first Dying Light is now down to 13 bucks. Yeah, that's a re- great game. I should probably do it at this point, right? Like Because I've never played it, like the first one, and it's $13. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. Really good. Well, look, how about this? I'm going to play a song, and then we're going to ask Christian Quello. Well, I was say fucking Quello. See, I fucked it up. <laughs> <laughs> Quello. So used to Christian saying it. Christian Quello. <laughs> 
It's hard, you know. Old habits die hard. I got a cool song to play. I was just going to say we're going to ask you a question. That was my awesome tease for the next segment. <laughs> and we're going to ask you a question. <laughs> and that question is, what the fuck is going on? Uh, all right. Uh, so here's a cool song. Uh, I found this uh, this artist called Prince of Pleasure. And this is just a short track, but I dug the vibe of it. It features another artist called Mono Litio, and uh, it's brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters in the $25 Club, your friendly neighborhood raccoon PT, and Slade. And, uh, and this is Prince of Pleasure with Spiral Jetty featuring Mono Litio. And that was Prince of Pleasure with Spiral Jetty featuring Monolitio. And uh, that was brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters. We're talking about Forged in Neon with the 2049 and Joshua Winter with the 20. And I'm back with Marco and Christian Cuejo. And we're having a good time. We're talking about Stray. We're talking about Marco's wife elbow deep in his ass. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know what also works? Uh, well, foot. Foot to the ass, too. Right in the heel. I'm glad this is going to become the running theme of this show. Yeah. No stiletto, though, Andy. I know you like that, yeah, yeah. but it's a bit too much for me. Oh, man. If I start printing up Beyond Synth shirts, that fucking stiletto thing is going to be one. Because that's the thing. Mike Rezel, my web guy, 
uh, he's like, we, we should start making some shirts. And I'm like, okay, but we we don't necessarily just want to put logos on things, just like the Beyonce logos. He's like, why don't you start coming up with memes or quotes from the show? Yeah. And I'm thinking, fuck, like, what would be some good with? Actually, this is for the audience now. Is there ever been a stupid phrase or sentence that we've said on the show that is funny? Because if so, maybe we'll just make a shirt out of it. And those will be like the Beyonce shirts. We'll just have like a fucking stupid quote. I remember I had that weird dream and there's a character in there called Jerusalem Slooch. <laughs> and that's been like one of my favorite like fake names for the longest time. And we got to figure out like stiletto to the balls or whatever and have like the hmm. just some simple artwork. You know, maybe someone can supply some artwork. That'd be cool. I'd wear you it. You could just have Beyond Synth with a lady's foot and a stiletto right yeah, there. Yeah. <laughs> only, yeah. You know. Only dedicated listeners will know what the yeah, fuck yeah. we're on about. <laughs> Explain this to your friends. <laughs> All right, Mr. Christian Cuejo. We were just sitting there talking about, you know, Marco's quest to, uh, you know, watch a horror film every day. Are you? Mm. Do you like horror films? Yeah, look, I, I like I like a bit of horror, but I've got to say, like the last horror movie that I saw, Hereditary. Mm-hmm. I only just saw it like a few months ago. I don't know if you've seen that. No, oh, I've seen that one. Yes. Yeah, that was like disturbing. Pretty up. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I um after that I think we saw Midsummer after that and that was also like What the fuck are you doing to yourself? <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm just like going down this path where like I'm not I'm not I don't really like what I'm seeing here. So like I uh, I don't know, look I, I do like the horror, but I think like that I think now like the, the shock of being able to do all this stuff on screen is sometimes like, you know, people get really carried away. A little, a little bit too much. I still can't get over that scene in um hereditary with like the car and the and the girl. Yeah, that's the worst scene, said, isn't it? Oh, that that was yeah. like too and then far, he just goes, and then the fucking brother just goes to fucking bed. Doesn't even just like yeah, what the fuck, yeah. man. <laughs> It's like, oh that my god! Weird. Yeah, yeah. So that was a bit, um, bit strange. But, um, but no, I like, I like some horror, like thrillers and, and suspense yeah. and stuff. We started watching that. Oh, there's that series. It's got the lady from Bones in it. Oh, I know you're talking about. But you really like it too much. Um, what's it called? Like something about the devil. Oh, I think uh, my wife was watching that. My mother-in-law's watching that. Yeah. Is it about like a weird cult town or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like this. Uh, this girl escapes, and then she kind of like tries to get some kind of normal life with this. Uh, caseworker but like she keeps kind of yeah going yeah just like weird stuff starts happening she gets like really creepy with like um going to the school and stuff like that and starts making friends with the caseworker's daughter and then like just getting really weird with her and like um i don't know it was was okay it was all right i haven't really seen too much else though i've got to say but uh, it's probably not my favorite genre, but I like uh, I like the occasional horror movie. Yeah, my wife loves all this disturbing stuff, and it, for me, it's just it's not my cup of tea. Like whenever I walk in the room and there's like people getting murdered and people being all depressed about murder, and I'm meanwhile I was watching this show with my with my daughter called Bee and Puppy Cat, mm. and it's this weird. I can't even explain it. It's like an anime, but it's got the weirdest vibe. I think it's aimed at girls but it's like kind of mature and it's like about a lady and she has this friend who's like a cat that she thinks is like a cat or a dog and they go into space and do like temp work for coins (laughs) it's constantly playing like weird chiptune music in the background Mm. it almost has the vibe of like 
Animal Crossing. It feels like there's like Animal Crossing music playing throughout the entire show, and it's just this weird. Her landlord is this lady who's like asleep and hooked to a machine, and her little son is like this little boy who collects her tears, and her tears are like these balloons that like make the plants do weird things when he and he has to collect them in bag. It's like the weirdest show, and like yeah, right. I can't even explain it, and I just put it on to watch with my daughter because it seemed like oh you know it's kind of a weird anime sort of show and then uh i ended up watching a bunch by myself and then my wife comes in it's like are you watching this by yourself i'm like it's just so weird it's like i just like i just had to keep watching it <laughs> <Kinda> look away <laughs> i'm not the target demographic of this show but i can't figure out who is mm. like it's just the weirdest anyway uh let's listen to music is it my turn or your turn, Marco? I think it might be my turn, actually. All right, let's do it. All right, I got a new artist here called Fellow Tribe. Uh, he's got a really good track out. I know, this is a really interesting track. We'll see what you think, Andy. But uh, it's called With You Part One. Awesome, and it's uh, brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters. I forgot to mention the Kroner Club. We're talking about Emil, Hampus ML, and Mr. Glenn Main in the Glenn Main Mobile. And I uh, hope you dig this. This is Fellow Chai with With You Part 1.
And that was With You Part 1 by Fellow Chive. And that was a cool track that was brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters. We are talking about the Buchelman sisters in the 1985 club, Rachel and Sarah. And with the 1980, it's Zach with an X. X-A-C. And, uh... That's all I know about that, and I'm back with Marco and Christian Quajo. So, this is a segment I don't have a title for, <laughs> but uh, Christian, you listen to the show. Hmm. This is like where you can chime in, and uh, if you got any beefs with our uh, with our opinions or anything you've ever wanted to say, like you're <laughs> listening and you're like, what the fuck are these guys talking about? <laughs> Now is now is the chance to air your grievances. Oh yeah, um, no. <laughs> way to put me on the spot. No, I. What do you mean a beef? I don't even. Well, beef no, I know not beefs, but you know, like if you're listening and like you know, there's Andy for two years complaining about the Last Jedi, and you're sitting there like, I, I thought it was all right or whatever. You know what I mean? Like something like that. <laughs> Look, I only just saw the Last Jedi uh, this year, actually, and it was. It was terrible. Um, so, no, uh, other than that, yeah. <laughs> so weird that movie. Yeah, no, that it was really disappointing. Actually, I got to say, you're totally, totally justified. Those two years, Andy, you know, you you own that. That's fun. <laughs> no, look, it's fun. I love the rants. I enjoy it. I, I enjoy it. You you do you, Andy. You just say what you want to say, man's your show. All right. You know, I get messages from people. Which is kind of why I, I started doing this, like added this to the Patreon, where people go like, "Oh, I really want to talk to you guys, and I really want to be on the show and stuff." And yeah, yeah. And I said, "Okay, well, I'll do live streaming then. That'll be the way we can communicate." But since I don't know when the hell this fucking high speed internet is coming to my area, I mean, like, mm. all the wires are just sitting in front of the houses, ready to be hooked up. I'm gonna start just pestering the company a lot more. Just like, when are you fucking plugging these in? So I always get the impression that people say that to me because they want to say things to me, and so. I just want to make sure, like, I don't want to steamroll, you know, when I have a guest on the show and I steamroll them by talking the whole time and then Marco talks and then at the end I want to make sure that the person got to say what they wanted to say, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, look, I um, I, I just really appreciate, like, you know, the whole community that is around this show, especially on the Discord, which is just a really nice place just to chat, pop in and out of there. And there's, um, you know, there's always something interesting to talk about. And, and I think that's really cool what you got going on there. And yeah, it's a pretty special little element of the show, which I, I think is really cool. And um, I spent a bit of time on there as well. And I like just, you know, getting in there and chatting. So, you know, I just want to say hey to all the Discord people. And it's just, a, it's a really nice little, little addition. I think that, um, yeah, it makes it, just a little bit more special because we can all kind of catch up and have a have a laugh and chat about stuff that's happened on the show and there's a few like you know running gags you know which is really really special so that's uh that's pretty cool so who do you like the most in the discord and who do you like the least <laughs> oh, no questions man. no 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 i'm not going there <laughs> <laughs> well look i tell you what we're going to keep chatting, but I want to listen to another song. So I got one here from an artist called Ace Waft, 
And it's brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters. Uh, we're talking about Gene Creamer Private Eye with the 1515 and Rar with the 15. And then we got Honeybeard and Mads Baron Christensen. And we will never forget the immortal Crystal Lane. And this was sort of an interesting one. I was debating this one because this one is kind of unlike a song I would normally play because there is a sort of like big beat sort of like breakdown thing in the middle. But uh, I, I always thought it was a cool song. So uh, I want to listen to it. So this is uh, Ace Waft with Who Am I?
And that was Who Am I by Ace Waft. And that, of course, was brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters. We're talking about, who's in the $10 club here? Mr. Fraser Davidson. This guy's been around forever, man. Fraser's a cool guy. And I hope you're having a lovely day, dude. I haven't talked to him in a while, but uh, you're still cool, I bet. And then there's uh, Albion Algorithm and Andrew Bennon. And I am back with Marco and Christian Cuejo. We're just, uh, we're having a good time here talking about Discord. And, um... Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Marco, how do you feel about Discord? I like it. I use it. I don't really chat on there, though. I just use it for um, voice chat when I play video games. That's really about it. it. It's a great service. I mean, I know there's a lot of communities. I'm even part of them. I just... I don't know. I, it's too much for me. I, you know, with Facebook and SoundCloud and everything, I can, I'm, you know, there's only so much I can handle. I barely log into Twitter. Mm. So, do you ever log into your Instagram at all? Oh, man, I log in. The only time I logged in was, was that time that you asked me, do I log into Instagram? So I was like, okay. shit, maybe I should log in. Is he saying that because I missed something? Or so I logged in and I was like, no, that's all right. I think I saw your raccoons. Was that Instagram? I think it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I tag you in the Instagram posts when I post these episodes, but then I'm like, I don't think he sees these. Oh, do you? Yeah. I mean, it doesn't matter. But thanks. Cheers, mate. Well, because <laughs> 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 well, I... Because I did that stupid picture of you with your face on the, the fucking uh, the cover of uh, the stupid movie we watched. Fucking Blood... Blood... Oh, Blood Rage. Blood yeah, Rage, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was it, it, cool. It wasn't called Blood Blood. I love it. I the, your description of the movie, that stupid movie we watched. <laughs> <laughs> you well, know, the only reason I got an Instagram account was because I saw someone shared something with me, and it was that like stupid shit. Some MMA fighter was going on a rant. I'm like, this guy is so fucking full of shit. I'm going to create an account just so I could fucking rant on his goddamn <laughs> post, and then I literally have been on there once since. So that was the only fucking reason. Isn't that pathetic? <laughs> <laughs> I love your online presence. You're always... Uh... I've, I've turned it back a lot, all right? Come okay. on, man. you got to admit, I'm kind of a bit more pleasant these days. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's always fun. It's like, I'm never the person who will, like, start shit online, so it's always funny when one of your friends does, and you just kind of see the, the reaction, like, okay, like... Yeah, it's kind of embarrassing. Like, it's a catch-22, because you feel really... Uh oblige and you feel really strongly for something so you want to say something but you know it just looks like you you know what i mean it just yeah. doesn't look good so. <laughs> it's the same uh, thing whenever i like reminisce with the uh, dead life oh yeah because like back in the day he used to fucking shit post all the time like so yeah yeah i think as you get older you get a little fucking uh a little more laid back and you just you know what's the fucking point yeah really and you just gotta lay down and get your ass massaged <laughs> oh yeah Right in the ass. Wait, so what? It, what, ex- <laughs> what exactly happened? Because you're saying you like was just like your your ass. Dude, cheek it's the vibrating. weirdest thing. Usually, if you have a back injury or something, you feel it. Like you'll be lifting something or or twisting the wrong way, and you'll you know you'll know you did it. This was just like I had a little bit of a dull soreness in my lower back, and then I'm at the vet sitting on this goddamn fucking shitty chair they got this fold out plastic chair, and it's like the worst shit ever. A- anyway, so I'm sitting there and I could feel it getting worse and worse, and all of a sudden the pain it just started fucking like pulsating, you know. And I was like, "Fuck, man!" And then you know, I would try to stand up, I try to fucking 
dual weird positions and it just didn't help at all. Mm-hmm. And then the vet walks in because we were waiting for some results and the vet and I'm like, oh, yeah, everything's okay. <laughs> you know, <laughs> just carry it along. <laughs> uh, it's so weird when you get those things like having a, oh. what, what's the word? Is it Charlie horse? Yeah. I'll get those cramps sometimes in my foot where all of a sudden it just starts to curl and it feels like there's like a ball, like your muscle just turns into like a solid ball or something. It's just like, I don't is know what like the hell cramp? it is. And it, Oh, yeah, is that what a yeah. trolley horse is? I think so because I get that. Sometimes I'll get it in my foot, and sometimes I'll get it in my uh, what's the muscle on the on the back of your leg? Yes, yep. Your, your calf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the calf muscle. I've had it. I've had it sometimes in the calf muscle, where it's like it's like it's like tensing up by itself. Yeah, yeah. yeah I used yeah. to get that in my hamstring all the time. Yeah, yeah. And that that weird yeah. feeling where it's like tensing, but then it starts to almost like tense more than. It can tense, and so it starts to feel like it's almost like folding in on itself or something, and then it's just like yeah, it's fucked. The weirdest pain. So that you're saying that's what was going on, or was your ass like just vibrating? No, it was like a spasm. Like uh, no, that's more like just a cramp. Like I think what you're describing is when it locks up, mm. and it's real painful, but you can kind of get it out, you know. And it's not like an injury. It's just I don't know what the fuck it was. It just starts like pulsating, like your muscle cup starts, and it's really painful. The pain is like re- ludicrous. I don't know if that's a good description. I can't wait when I, like, put together the description of this episode, you know, like, on this one, you know. I know, right? <laughs> the guys talk about fucking uh, publishing articles in medieval Spain and <laughs> ass spasms. <laughs> and stilettos make an appearance again. <laughs> well, look, uh, Marco, I want you to play me another song. All right, I got a new one here from Risk Risk. I think he's a new artist uh, featured on the show. I've actually been listening to this guy for ages, and you know what? It was years before I actually realized that he's a new artist and not an artist from the 80s because I was listening to a lot of his stuff on YouTube mm. and, I, and it's so authentically sounding 80s that I thought it was from the 80s. My wife corrected me. I was like, what? No way. This is new shit. So uh, the track I'm going to play is actually an older song of his, but it is released on his new album, which has got a lot of his older works and his newer stuff and a lot of unreleased stuff. He's just brought out the new album, which is called Blue Science. Uh, he's got CDs, vinyl, all that stuff. But uh, this guy is great. He's got a lot of good stuff, so he's definitely worth checking out if you're looking for a new artist to listen to and you like your authentic 80s stuff. The track I'm going to play off the album is called I Hunt for Static. Awesome. And uh, I'd like to say it's brought to you by my awesome PayPals. That's right, because there's more than one way to support Beyond Synth, and you can support it on PayPal like these awesome people, the king of the PayPals, Ross Bruce, the Silver Bruce. Hopefully he's got power this week. And then there's Alex Lightspeed with the 1984 Aka and Brian West. And uh, I hope you guys dig this. This is Risk Risk with I Hunt for Static.
And that was Risk Risk with I Hunt for Static. And that was brought to you by my awesome PayPals. We're talking about Austin Whetstone, Jimmy Groon, the Rosconian, and Brandon Morin. And I am back with Marco and Christian Cuejo. And uh, we are talking about some very silly things. <laughs> so, Christian... Yes. What did you eat for breakfast today? Uh, I had some granola with a chocolate after that for a bit of morning tea and a coffee too. How about you? Well, that's not bad. Hmm. I'm trying to think. Last person I asked about breakfast was nights, and he said fucking muesli. <laughs> muesli. <laughs> ah, well, it's uh, pretty much the same thing. Nah, granola is better than muesli. Mm. Andy, did you skip breakfast? Uh, no. Well, I, lately I've been having. Um, I cut myself up an apple. Nice. I segment an apple with peanut butter. Ugh. An apple and peanut butter? Apples and peanut butter is fucking awesome, man. Oh, Jesus. Okay, whatever you say. <laughs> You're off the show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, man. No, all right. No, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine if it was that easy. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. It's a delicacy in Australia, yeah. No, actually, no, it's really good. You should try it. I know lots of people, they'll do mm. weird things where you're like, I don't know about that, you know, where it's like, I had a bacon and banana sandwich. And like, fuck you. But, like, oh. peanut butter and apples is is fine. And uh, and I might, I might have some toast with some Nutella, some hazelnut spread. Um, I fucking love that shit. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> well, it's fucking chocolate, so, uh, yeah. So that's what I had for breakfast. What did you have for breakfast, Marco? I had some fucking eggs, sunny side up on toast, mate. Mm. Nice. Yeah. I always fuck up eggs. You fuck up eggs? I think I have the grill too hot. Yeah, no, that's true. You can't have it too hot for eggs. Mm. Well, you shouldn't, anyway. Yeah. I got to get better at it, because like, whenever I try and do like the nice breakfast, I always end up, if I do the sunny side eggs, they end up going brown at like the edges, mm. and then like I see other people cook eggs, and they look, look so fucking perfect. Ooh. It looks like a cartoon, and I'm like, I want to make fucking... <laughs> Cartoon sunny side eggs, you know what I mean? Like those perfect looking things. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I um, I put a, a plate on top of the frying pan so it cooks the top as well. So you're not like waiting for the the, the bottom to like oh, fry to the top. So like I put a plate on top and it kind of cooks the top so they stay nice and soft and they can you know they're orange and you like them a bit orange so you can just take the plate off, take it off the heat and <clears> still gooey. I don't know, just uh. I cook a lot of eggs. There you go. There you go, Andy. Why don't you try that, mate? Hmm. Well, it looks like my terrible eggs are going to be ancient history because oh, I'm going I'm to use your, your, your techniques. <laughs> hey, man, I'm just trying to tie things together. Come on. I'm a professional. It's, it was. Hey, you are. You are. You're a consummate professional. That was nice. I like it. I have a question, but I realize I also got to play a song in like 30 seconds. I was just about to ask you what a research fellowship is. Can you explain that in 30 seconds? You get paid to take on research projects. So it's great for like students. It's not like a full-time job. It'd be like, you know, casual role where you can come in for a few hours and do some work there, get your method up and learn about the techniques and then, yeah, get get paid for it too. If they have a vault that already has a bunch of coins in it, what mm. exactly is the research? Do they not know what what they are there's a lot of information already available um i guess what you're looking for is like patterns as well like we did some like massive projects of taking like thousands of coins and putting them into a database and i'd be like clicking on different points in this software that we had and so like the software would match up the points just to show like over like you know thousands of coins which ones are similar. And so when you get coins that match up, because remember, these are all like produced by hand, right? And they're produced by these like, they're called dyes. They're like 
punched, right? So you're like hammering these coins away. If you can identify which ones were made at the same time, then you, you've got like something to show for it that you can say, okay, all these coins were produced in the same place at the same time. And yet we found them in like 50 different places. And then you can say, okay, they started in the same place and they spread out. And so you can kind of tells you a bit of a story about how far they've traveled from like their point of, um, you know, origin, things like that. Like there's so much you can do with them. It's, it's really cool. It's always interesting, you know, when people listen to this stupid ass show and then they actually are doing all these like <laughs> clever things on the side. I never quite make the connection of just like, how do people stumble upon this dumb shit when you're off like putting together these historical documents and figuring out all this stuff and we're just talking about stilettos over here. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> I like to think all these smart people, you know, they do all this clever shit during the day and they just need to unwind with some stupid that's ass it, shit. Man. You know, yeah, for absolutely. a few hours a week. And that's where we come in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We do. We deliver the stupid. Um, okay, look. No. Listen. I want to listen to. Uh, I want to listen to a song here. I just found these guys, and they're uh, they're pretty good. Like a legitimate, like new wave kind of uh, sound, and I really dug it. They're called Nuovo Testamento. Nuovo Testamento. Uh, that's me uh, screwing that up. Mm. And this is a cool song from their album uh, New Earth. It's uh, brought to you by my awesome PayPal's. We're talking about digital dreams. Dan Williams. Russell Nyes and Timothy Warwick and uh, and this is Nuovo Testamento with Michelle Michelle
And that was Michelle Michelle by Nuovo Testamento from the album New Earth. And uh, that was brought to you by my awesome PayPals. We're talking about Jersey and Michael Sackey. You guys are cool. And uh, and we'll do a little shout out to City Hunter. Hope you're doing okay, dude. All right. We're back with Marco and Christian Quelgueijo. (laughs) (laughs) Nice (laughs) save. Oh, that's fucking funny. We're just talking about hand-produced coins. Mm. And, uh, you know, (laughs) okay, I don't know why this just hit me, but hearing you talk about, you know, scanning ancient coins and then using software to, like, look for patterns and shit. Okay, so everyone regards the Christopher Nolan Batman movies as being, like, more grounded in the real world. But in The Dark Knight, there's this part where Batman takes a brick from a crime scene with a shattered bullet in it and then he shoots a bunch of bricks with a bunch of different bullets in the bat cave and then when he finds a bullet hole that looks similar to the one from the crime scene the computer 3d analyzes the shattered bullet and then reconfigures it in the computer and then there's like a perfect fingerprint on it Mm. it's weird just like talking to you now about these coins this is like the first time i ever considered just how ridiculous that scene is yeah i think uh, i can see where yeah like the way that he, you know, because you're you're taking these bits of of the past and sort of recon, mm. you know, like going like, oh, we can analyze it from this angle, and we can do this, and we can learn new things. And I'm just thinking, how the fuck did the computer simulation reconfigure a different bullet and then just get a perfect picture of a thumbprint? That's crazy, isn't it? That is crazy. Yeah, yeah. I can see how you got there, but yeah, that that that's. that's I don't know why crazy. that just fucking. <laughs> I mean, I know, like, in The Dark Knight Rises, it's super ridiculous because, like, his back was broken and all of a sudden he can fight Bane again and they're, like, punching through fucking concrete towers and stuff. But, like, you know, that bullet thing was pretty wild. Hmm. But it it, kind of shows, like, uh, you know, all that kind of reconstruction and stuff. Like, the technology is, like, allows you to do some pretty amazing stuff. Like, when you have, you know, when you have people that actually know what they're doing with with that stuff, like, you know, and making the the software. And then, like, you'll do all the the research and collect all the data. But then, like, you, you take it to someone who, like, really knows their stuff, like Uber data nerds and they can like just do incredible stuff with information that is like just numbers and and stuff like that but i mean the whole bullet reconstruction i can see why that would be a little (laughs) a little far-fetched but sometimes like the stuff you see i'm like how do what is like you know that meme with like the the lady with like all the maths and stuff trying to figure out like you know it's it's exactly like that like i'm like how did you get that anyway yeah what is that from I have no idea. It's, uh, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> that fucking picture of the lady with all the numbers floating around her. Like, I'll have to do a reverse image search. I had to do one the other day. Marco and I are in a, a group chat and someone posted an image and I was like, what the hell is this picture? I did a reverse <laughs> image search and it turned out it was a still from a movie called The Sinful Dwarf, which is like some <laughs> weird exploitation horror film from like the 70s about a, a, a little person whose mom runs a brothel and I guess he kidnaps women to... Anyway, whatever. Look, the point is it's like a great movie <laughs> have you seen it no I actually haven't and um, I, I need to see it yeah by the sounds of it I like that weird fucked up shit oh no it's gonna be right up your alley dude right? especially because I watched on YouTube and I saw the ending and like I was like all right Marco will love this I'll message you later you'll have to send me the link to that one um so I remember but well, yeah, I don't know I'll, I'll I, I, I don't know if the where the movie is I just know there was that clip on YouTube but like it was just it was the end of the movie hmm. and 
and uh, you you get to see the fate of the sinful dwarf. <laughs> I don't know what it is with me. I love that. The more messed up the shit is, the better. I just, I, 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 I mean, I'm not a a dark person. I just like watching dark shit. I really do. <laughs> On Peacock, there's a docu series. I think you call it about uh, John Wayne Gacy, mm-hmm. and um, it's really in depth with interviews and everything. Really good footage and. That shit is so fucked up. I had it on last night to fall asleep to. I actually like watching this shit when I sleep. And my wife's like, what the fuck are you watching? And I'm like, it just puts, it knocks me out, man. It calms me down and it knocks me out. So, you know, everyone's different. <laughs> I'm like the complete opposite. I am so, anything that sort of mentally disturbs me and I will just be, I'll stay awake. Because then all I do is just fixate on it. Like, I need to watch... I need stupid. Like, if to do what you're doing to your brain, <laughs> I need to watch silly, nonsensical, like, dark horror stuff keeps me... It just keeps me awake because my, my imagination just starts going yeah. crazy. And I just think, like... Fair enough. Oh, am I going to get murdered? Well, I think I was talking to my wife about that today. And I think what it is is because it's so fucked up and so dark and shit, it makes me feel like my life... You know, because a lot of times you lie there, you go, oh, shit, this is bad. You know, you anxiety anxieties will kind of because you're just lying there you know yeah but for me if i'm watching that i'm like focusing on that and i'm like you know what my shit's not a fucking problem what am i even you know what i mean so i think that yeah, just yeah. kind of calms me down and <laughs> and uh, at least i'm still I, alive i'm not buried in somebody's fucking basement you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i was just gonna say like you know work has been pretty stressful lately but at least i haven't been murdered by john wayne gacy <laughs> <laughs> but dude that shit's so messed up he buried like what was it 29 or something people in his kids basically in his basement mm. and he ran out of room. He literally ran out of room in his basement to bury people, so he had to start burying them in his yard and throwing them off bridges. I mean, that is some fucked up shit. Sorry to go down the dark alley. But... <laughs> that is some fucked up shit. <laughs> it really is. I agree. <laughs> the bottom line is, if it puts you to sleep, the mental health of the people, my friends, colleagues, is very important to me. So if you can get a good night's sleep, however you manage to do it, uh, getting the appropriate amounts rest is uh, paramount. And uh, Christian, it sounds like you are doing all this research and, and playing games and teaching and all this stuff. And I hope that you are getting a proper night's sleep. I uh, yeah. And preferably not falling asleep to what Marco does, because that's fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, come on, no, no judgment no, no. on the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, none at all. But I'm a bit more like, uh, I think, Andy in that respect. Like, if I see something, like, I have a very vivid imagination. So, like... Like, I'm always, like, um, I'm still there even if the, if the show's finished or the movie's finished. I'm, like, still watching it if it's, like, particularly disturbing. And what the fuck know, are I'm you like, doing watching Hereditary, it. you crazy bastard? I, I had no idea what I was getting myself into. <laughs> and after that, I was, like, straight on to Disney+. Plus. I'm, like... All right, Encanto. Let's watch that. Just- I love how you could be like, you know, I'm not really a horror guy, but uh, t- like the other day I watched Hereditary and then Midsummer, like the two crazy man movies yeah. in recent history that people cite mm. as being like the most disturbing films. And, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's lighten the mood here. Mm. Well, this is one of the things when people come on the show, they can pick a track to play. Mm. So why don't you pick a track? Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, well, like I wanted to play a song by, well, he's a, he's a friend of mine. You know him too, uh, Andy. You know uh, Daniel uh, Heartbeat Hero, who's uh, a great guy. He's like always been really generous, like um, supportive, played some of my music and stuff like that on there too. And he's had me on for trivia a couple of times. And he's just like a lovely guy. So I wanted to actually pick one of his latest ones 
sounds uh, a remix that he did of a track by Nizer, Neon Light, uh, the Heartbeat Hero remix. Just that uh, the bass line to it is just super seedy, like city streets. To I just it's like great imagery that it just conjures up. So um, yeah, if you could play that, that would be awesome. All right, well let's listen to it. This is Nizer with the track Neon Light, the Heartbeat Hero remix.
And that was Nizer with the track Neon Light, the Heartbeat Hero Remix. And that, of course, was brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters like Barry007 and Krizak Hatterack and Energon Cubes and Jacob Pringle and John Masari. And uh, I'm back here with Marco and Christian Quajo. And that was uh, that was Christian's pick, throwing a bone here to Heartbeat Hero because he's a nice guy, in quotes. Sure is. <laughs> He's pretty talented too. Nice pick, mate. Mm. Well, speaking of which, then why don't you um, talk a bit about? Because you you make music as well, right? Like you've uh, sent me some tracks over. So what's uh, what's that about? Yeah, yeah. Look, I um came across synthwave. I don't know, like twenty. 18, 19, and ever since I came across, I'm like, I just loved what I was hearing, and my aspiration was like to try and like recreate. And I started getting like obsessed with synths and like got a few of myself, and then, um, so yeah, just got into that side of things. And then, uh, look, I've been. I uh, grew up with music, like my dad taught me guitar and then it just kind of went from there. I, I've always been in bands and played and stuff and played guitar and bass and I've tried harp, I've tried, uh, you know, all a bunch of different um, instruments. It's really, I don't know, like, I mean, we just grew up around music and I love sharing music as well with my little boy too and we have lots of fun and so my natural kind of instinct I guess was just to create something that kind of sounded similar and so uh, yeah so I released some some music out like a couple of years ago now listening back to it like you know it's pretty rough <laughs> kind of sounding but so project name is Warlock and I um, I don't know just like exploring those sounds so I released some, some music out like a couple of years ago now um, since then I've just been releasing some singles too and just kind of exploring different kinds of sounds different kinds of tracks all in that kind of like yeah the, the retro synthwave genre as well I've been doing a bit of disco sounding stuff lately too which I've, I've really liked the sound of so then I'm like I'll bring that back into my own kind of like creative process as well and just kind of stuff around a bit with that but look yeah it's just it's, it's really fun I just really enjoy the whole creative process and I don't know just as like a starting out and just doing it all yourself is a, a real experience I think it's been um, really interesting, like just seeing like the ins and outs and the, how much work is involved in just to get music out there. And I have like a lot of respect for like the, the independent artists who really make it and like get out there because there's, there's so much work that's involved, you know, and it's a lot of fun. I don't know. I'm really enjoying it. Um, it's kind of like a, a hobby for me. I, I love the creative side of it. I love playing my music with like, so my, my boy's five years old and, you know, my, my test is like you know okay I've just done this song what do you think of this and if he's like you know dancing away to it and like bopping his head and stuff I know okay this is a good one then and so that's been just yeah really fun and, and I mentioned like you know people like Daniel and, and yourself as well and, and people out there in the community too that um, you know end up meeting just really really interesting people made friends all over the world as well which is really really cool I don't know for me I, I didn't expect you know this to kind of really go anywhere i don't know i just wanted to put it out there and sort of see what happened i've been like really happy with just seeing a project that you start from scratch sort of actually turn into you know something it's nice i don't know i'm, I'm happy with with where i'm at with it and um and you know being able to put some music out there is really fun wait how do you go about uh playing a harp where are the harps at look man i, I don't know i i don't not sure why I even like <laughs> thought of it but like 
I, uh, I just like the sound of it. So I found a, a Tudor here in the area. This was like years and years ago now. But it's like a, a Celtic harp. Like there are, there are different types of harps. There's like those really big orchestral ones, which are like, you know, massive. And then you've got like smaller ones, which you, uh, you can just kind of carry around yourself. It's like the same notes on the white keys of a keyboard are the strings of the harp. So like, you know, it's got its limitations as well. You can do like semitones and things like that too. If you like waggle these like uh, levers up and down on the top of it. But, you know, it's just like a very kind of folky sound to it, which I really liked. Right. So it's not, you weren't playing like a stand-up harp. No, no, no. Not like (laughs) one of those orchestral ones. No, this is like a smaller harp because you can get small ones you can sort of fit in your lap as well. Yeah. Do you ever play Zelda? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> of course. So is man. it like in, in Ocarina of Time how um, Zelda disguises herself as a Sheik and she's got this little harp that she holds in her hand to like teach Link the songs for his Ocarina? Like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see what you mean. It's a bit bigger than that. So that would be like a, a, a lyre or something like that. But it's it's a bit bigger. So you, you do have to sit down to play it but it's not massively big either so it's like a kind of they're, they're measured in octaves i think it was like a two or three octave harp that i had so probably two it wasn't that big actually yeah well there you go <laughs> <laughs> well look marco we <laughs> that was like a big long segment there. marco play me some music yeah i'll play your track mate so i got a new track here from Pfeffer Mouse, who is a Danish synthwave producer. He's been around for a few years. I kind of like his style. He's got a new EP out, three-track EP called Primates in Space. It's available at fifamouse.com. Uh, the track I want to play off that, the one that stands out to me, is Astro Chimp. Awesome. And it, what is, Why? <laughs> what a silly combination of things. Pfeffer Mouse with Astro Chimp. <laughs> um, and it's uh, brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters. We're talking about Night of Ducks, Kudzost, and Matthew Lister. And this is Pfeffer Mouse with Astro Chimp.
right, and that was Astro Chimp by Pfeffer Mouse. And that's just a lot of fun things to say. And it's brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters. We're talking about Monkey Magics, Poly Digital, and Pud Nuts. And we're back with Marco and Christian. We're talking about harps and vaults and coins and warlock. <laughs> and what's a high school teaching like? That seems like it'd be a big pain in the ass. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Uh, it's uh, look, it's very rewarding at times. It's it's very demanding though as well. And like, the students that uh, I teach are they're they're really lovely. A um, little rough around the edges. I get frustrated sometimes. Like there's lots of swearing and lots of like <laughs> talking and shouting. Like these guys, man. Like I don't know. You you just become like you have to just really push your own limits of how patient you can be because there's no way I'm raising my voice for like six hours a day. So you have to find like other ways and just kind of like I don't know. It's it's fun. Like I enjoy it for now, but it is yeah incredibly demanding. I teach some really lovely students. I have enjoyed like yeah finding out a bit more about them and like finding out like what makes them tick and, and seeing you know how they can be like super defensive with a new teacher and then like you know we've, we've been three quarters of the year now and you kind of see how you know they change and they kind of get to know you, you get to know them and all of that is really really nice you know and hopefully you're making some kind of positive impact on their life too I think overall but it's okay <laughs> is this it's like a right. dangerous mind situation yes yeah that's that's exactly how I would describe it. <laughs> <Yeah>. That's right. <laughs> what are the What are the other movies like that? Stand and Deliver is that one? Well, there's so many in the '90s. They were like just started getting ridiculous. Yeah. What about the substitute? Oh yeah. The substitute. <laughs> Stand and Deliver. Yeah, Stand and Deliver. Uh, kindergarten Cop. Yeah. <laughs> You know, actually, I was scrolling through Tubi the other day, and I saw that there's a Substitute 2, and really? it's not even uh, fucking Tom Berenger didn't even return for the Substitute oh 2. God. It's a different guy. Is it the same students? They still stayed back? I- and, uh- <laughs> <laughs> Wait, weren't they all, like, drug dealers? I don't even... Wasn't Ernie Hudson the bad guy in the Substitute? I think so, yeah. That's like the principal. Did you ever see the principal with Belushi? No. That was the same deal. He had to clean up and they're all drug dealers and shit and he cleans them all up. They're like a gang. (laughs) He takes them all on. (laughs) What about Higher Learning? That was one, wasn't it? There's so many in the nineties. <laughs> What's that one with the um the like those terrorists take over that school? Oh yeah, that was great. Oh fuck toy soldiers. Yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That was a classic. <laughs> yeah, what about Dead Poet Society? No, I'm just kidding. Does that count? <laughs> no, I don't really. I don't fucking know. <laughs> well, it is one of those inspirational teacher movies with the, mm. the unorthodox methods. Yeah. Or- <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Yeah, every teacher wants to see themselves like mm. that and are uh, often bitterly disappointed, I think. But you do make your, your mark and I think it's nice to see it sometimes in unexpected ways. You want to make a difference, <laughs> but then you realise they're all, most of them are little cunts, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm okay with that, you know? <laughs> well, what do they say if you can get through to just one kid, you know, and change their lives and that's fucking, you've done your job, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly right. You know, the there are times where I'm like, wow, okay, like, you know, really, yeah, this is the kind of thing that, you know, you, you want to be doing. You know, whether they even listen to, like, you know, your brilliant reading of, you know, Macbeth or something like that, which is like, <laughs> you know, really animated. You turn around and they're like on their mobile phones kind of thing. You're like, okay, well, like, 
Uh, that, that's a loss. But, you know, you get wins somewhere else. So, you know. Are they allowed to have mobile phones in the class? Well, I don't know what the deal is now with schools and shit. What, what's it like? Yeah, look, it, the the short answer is no. They okay. pull them out anyway and, like, you know, try You can't. I mean, it's such a negotiation. The, the thing is, right. like, at least the school that I'm at, they they don't take them at the start of the day or anything like that. Like yeah. you know, but the rule is the phones are often out of sight, so it's a constant like you know negotiation or like you know just put it away. We'll have some free time at the end of the lesson. You can keep playing Geometry Dash or whatever they're freaking playing. <laughs> like you know, but you know they're very sneaky and like they'll be on their laptops and they look like they're doing work. But I know that gamer face because like I've done it myself. You know, <laughs> yeah. just such concentration. I'm like, this kid is definitely not listening to what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. It's I don't know. It's fun. You know, we ha- I, I try to have a bit of fun with it. I'm like, man, there's no way you're like you know you know what you're to like the class or whatever so i try to use it as a reward you know what i mean like at the mm. you know, end of the class you know we can play some games like this last week of school was, was really fun i had um a particular class that i teach they just like obsessed with video games so i'm like right last lesson of the term we're gonna do like a competition so we did we picked three of our favorite games and then we did like 15 minutes each who could get the highest score <laughs> you know it was uh, Geometry Dash Tetris and then some other game and like we skipped Tetris and went straight to this other one which is like Kahoot that kind of style where you quizzed on, on on a topic but then there's also like a mini game running on the side and like we, we were all into it for about 45 minutes the bell went and we're like still trying to finish this game kind of thing it was, <laughs> it was pretty fun so um, no look it, it's nice you got you got to kind of meet them halfway I think I was going to say if you reward them that sounds like a smart way to go if you just uh, yeah like yeah, yeah. A full on about it no not using it at all they're, mm. they're probably just going to create enemies and make it worse I guess but. yeah yeah you got to pick your battles I think and um, it's nice it, it's okay <laughs> well you're a really noble guy nah. doing the important yeah. work <laughs> whenever I get sincere everything gets really quiet so yeah like, no that's nice it's nice though we got to hear about teaching and ancient studies it's cool though that's that was like my favorite oh, honestly that was my favorite subject in high school was ancient i i, I didn't realize until i started doing it like i fucking love this shit you know mm. like ancient egypt and even like europe like world war ii world war one all that stuff i got right into mm. that shit I, got, I actually got a's in something can you fucking believe it <laughs> <laughs> well look i want to listen to another track i got a cool one here from world complete and it's brought to you by my awesome patreon supporters uh, like a Rama branch and run the skyway and Tristan waits and this is world complete with hyperdrive
All right, and that was Hyperdrive by World Complete, and I am back with Marco and Christian Cuejo. We're talking about teaching. Christian's gone in there, dangerous mind style. He's going to change some minds <laughs> by playing video games. <laughs> Let's see, why fight it, right? <laughs> I'm just, I just want to prove to people that I actually pay attention. <laughs> well, look, I know, Marco, you got another track, but maybe we can slowly wind down over the next two segments here, but because we've been sure. recording mm. for a while. Sounds good. You know, is there anything we didn't talk about that you wanted to talk about? I'm directing that at Christian. Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm, um, I've just, I've really enjoyed the, the chat. It's just been really lovely just catching up. I'll, I will go wherever you want to go with this. Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, I always feel bad because whenever it's up to me to guide the conversation, it tends to go to some really stupid places. <laughs> you know, when you have someone in here who's researching ancient coins and oh, stop it. <laughs> what was the thesis of this thing you worked on? Like, did you, did you? discover something did you go like i know now the trade routes of these uh, ancient spaniards because they uh had coins here and over here so i know that the banana trade was good <laughs> yeah well look I, I started off with a really obscure topic lecturers and academics they always say like don't start with like just a small little thing but i did that anyway and i started off with just this one coin and it had a little mark on the back of it so it has like you know the, the face of the emperor on one side and on the back there's like the victory angel that the um, or the spirit of victory that the, the romans used to use right but these coins are made supposedly after the fall of the roman empire so you got like barbarians and the whole story is about like you know the fall of rome and all this stuff but the thing is you know how then do we still have coins from that period and further on and like why do we still have a senate and why do we still have an economy and why didn't the whole thing just like burn down if that's the whole story so a lot of my research was around looking at maybe you know this story is not quite right and so there's a lot of scholars looking at that idea that actually you know the fall of rome is a bit of a myth it's it's an entertaining one it's really interesting because we all love that story about like you know the fall from greatness and that but the reality is is actually quite different so actual question so back to the the, the mark i was able to find out which king was producing these coins i brought in some other evidence from like coin weights that they were using at the time and some other examples and there was so like there's a few theories floating around and i was able to say okay well this theory is like it's good that they've said that but it's not completely correct and this one said that and so i was able to consolidate a few kind of decades there of ideas and theories and say well you know, with a bit more certainty, actually, this is the guy who was making these coins. And then that leads me to my next bit, which is like, okay, like if they're able to make these coins, how were they administering, you know, well, Italy, the, the kingdom of Italy, the guy's name is Theodoric the Great. And he's this guy who kind of saw himself as a, as, as a bit of a stand-in for the, the Western emperors of Rome. And so how was he able to do that? You know what I mean? This guy's come out from the outside, uh, learnt the language, learnt the politics, the gestures, got in like, you know, his army there and just kind of come in and, and was able to keep things going when supposedly, you know, Rome was falling apart. So like maybe you know, we've got to rethink this whole question there. So that's a, a little bit about what my research is on. Yeah. Yeah, Marco, what did you discover <laughs> what did i discover yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, 
lately, not a lot. But that sounds that sounds pretty interesting. I watch a lot of weird documentaries on shit, like not so much like that sort of stuff, but even like shit that they discover, you know, like how old shit is and just how advanced people were and how the fuck did they make this shit, you know? Like yeah, even that. Yeah. It's like how in the fuck it was just so chaotic, you know, <laughs> in the older times where they just fucking so creative and shit. Yeah, absolutely. The eloquence of the way you put that was great. <laughs> I'm watching this shit. It's like, how the fuck they make this shit? They're all like making this shit. Well, listen, Marco. Yes, man. Play. (laughs) Why don't you play me? Want some uh, more eloquence? Yes, I I want you to uh, (laughs) play me another song, and then we'll uh, wind this thing down. All right. Well, I got some good shit for you here, Andy. Lamatos has a new song out. It will be featured on the new up-and-coming Turbo Kid video game. Ooh, I don't know yeah. if you've seen the video for that. It fucking looks amazing. Mm. I've always had a thing for these side-scrolling platformers. It started off, you know, with Mario and games like that. But even later on, like with Castlevania, Symphony of the Night, uh, Abe's Odyssey, Oddworld, those sort of games, like the more artistic... I don't know. But this is right up my alley, I think. This is going to be so fucking good. This is an insta-buy it's gory as hell, and um, it just looks really good. And you know the soundtrack's going to be good with Lamatos. I believe this is the first track that they released off the game. I don't know when it's due out, but I can't fucking wait. Anyway, the song is really good, of course, and it's called The Other Side of the Wasteland. All right, and it is uh, brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters. We're talking about Watch Clark, Will Lowe, Gary Heather, Fuzzy Sabre, and Jean-Christophe Leconte. And uh, dig it, this is Lamatos with The Other Side of the Wasteland.
that was The Other Side of the Wasteland by Le Matos. And that was brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters. We're talking about IP68, Jonathan Harden, Non Solo Ingles, and uh, Binkley. We'll say hi to Binkley there. He's a cool guy. And uh, I'm back here with Marco and Christian Cuejo, but we got to say goodbye because we've been recording for a long time. Mm. We listen to a lot of awesome music, a lot of artists we haven't played on the show before. Mm. Yeah, I always try just to play the best shit there is, and sometimes it's more well-known artists, but it's always a delight when the better stuff is actually artists that haven't had any airtime or are relatively unknown, so mm. that's always pleasant. You know? Yeah. So, listen, we all did we all did great work, is, is the point I'm trying to make. <laughs> so, listen, thank you all for listening to the show. Christian, thanks for being an awesome patron of Beyond Synth and also for uh, helping out. It is very helpful, and it gives me the, uh, the those extra few minutes I need to work just that much harder <laughs> on editing this show is... Uh, the nice way of saying I use that extra time to play fucking Zuma on my stupid <laughs> Xbox. I'm stuck on level nine. <laughs> Pretty while, much. <laughs> while, while Christian's there doing all the artist links and stuff like that. But, but look, man, it, it is, it's, it's very, uh, it, you know, it is, it is really helpful and it's, uh, hmm. I, I appreciate it. I, and look at, you're so busy. You got all these other things you're doing, man. You're a, you're a dynamic man. Well, look, I, uh, it's it's a pleasure, Andy. As um, I think I said it earlier as well, like I just enjoy contributing to it. I really, I, I love the show. I love what you're doing, and you know, I just want to see you doing it more. So, um, yeah, I'm happy to help out. And thanks so much for for having me. I think as well. So I've had a, a heap of fun actually chatting with you guys. So, uh, yeah, no, thank you. <laughs> yeah, really nice to meet you, Christian. Thanks yeah, for uh, thanks for your support and all your help, man. Yeah, uh, greatly appreciated for sure. Mm-hmm. And Marco, do you have anything to 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 sign off with before we go? Uh, not really. I'll see you next week. You can't. I mean, no. <laughs> <laughs> that's a traditional Australian. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it really is, isn't it? I've actually had to tone it back a lot since I moved over here. Remember our first job no, over no. here, Christian? I was like saying, "Can't yeah, everybody." Yeah. And then my, one of my work colleagues said, pull me to the side, said, dude, you got to stop saying that, man. I'm like, why? Why? Everybody laughs. He goes, yeah, but you're going to get fucking in trouble, man. I'm like, all right, all right. <laughs> all right. Well, listen, uh, it's always nice to, to hear from you, Marco, and we'll we'll talk to you uh, next time. We'll have another we'll have another patron mm-hmm. guest. So awesome. That's going to be uh, an exciting thing. And and uh, Christian, you have a, a lovely Australian day. I will. Thank you very much. And uh, that's all I got to say. So for everybody else in radio listening land, uh, tune in next time to Beyond Synth, the best synthwave chat show there is. Beyond Synth is made possible by the supporters on Patreon and PayPal. If you enjoy the show, please consider becoming a supporter at patreon.com slash beyondsynth or donating via PayPal at beyondsynth.com. If you want to submit music to the show, please email beyondsynthsubmissions at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow and subscribe to Beyond Synth on YouTube, Instagram, Twitch, Twitter, and Facebook. May the Force be with you. Beyond Synth is made in partnership with your mom. 